Good morning. Good morning. It's Brenda Eschen back for it with another episode, but a little different. We're turning a little corner this morning episode. We, we called it Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life, and I would like to segue into focusing a little bit now and maybe in the future on Zen and your relationship, the koan of relationships, love, the, these simple laws of love, and how, how do we really live them? You know, we never hear about Zen and love in the same breath. <clears throat> I was thinking about that the other day. And most of our life, in fact, all of our life is about relationships, all kinds of relationships with our family, with ourselves, with our romantic relationships, with our work relationships, and with a relationship with a tree, with our relationship with the morning. And, and I think it would be very valuable to just take a little turn in the corner and look at Zen and relationships. From the Zen point of view, of the, from the point of view of Zen as a koan, a question that has no answer but has to be lived and experienced, relationships certainly are a wonderful, wonderful koan of our lives. You know, normally we scramble, scramble. We use maybe 95% of our energy to work on our relationships, keep it harmonious, receive forgiveness, give forgiveness, deal with memories, look for relationships, look for the perfect relationship, as we hear said many, many times. Basically, underneath all of it, all of it, is this longing for love, 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 to be loved, and even beyond being loved, to be able to give love. We really, deep down, all of us, Buddha nature is itself the experience and expression of just unconditional love, oneness, wholeness, no, nothing, nothing in, in between. From the point of view of Buddha nature, we find love by doing nothing. <laughs> because, we, of course, we are love. That's from the point of view of Buddha nature. Yet we don't live our life from that point of view. It's there, the truth. You could also call Buddha nature the very ultimate truth of our lives and of who we are. The fundamental reality. Now, if I said the fundamental reality of life is love, if I said that, people would look at me as if I was crazy. What? What are you talking about? Look at the divorce. Look at the wars. Look at the fighting. Look, 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 look. Buddha nature doesn't look outside, though. Buddha nature just is. Just is oneness, love, wholeness. It's not something we experience when we go looking on the outside at the world of multiplicity, at the world of what looks like our everyday life and our experience. Then we see division, 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 separation. We see people spending most of the day 
many people in deep sorrow over relationships and over what's happening. You know, years ago I studied with a woman, Joko Beck, as well as my other teachers, who I really adored her, and she said a very wonderful thing. She said, caught in the self-centered dream, nothing but suffering. caught in the self-centered dream, which is what our life can very easily become. Certainly, I understand that phrase much better now, much more fully now. You know, we, we, we hear a phrase, and it may take years for it to actually open up like a flower, open up and become real to us in our life and in our bones. And then when it does... What we're really tasting is a taste of Buddha nature, of the truth, of the truth, the ultimate truth. So as soon as we see that ultimate truth, caught in a self-centered dream, nothing but suffering, as soon as we actually see that and feel it and hear it and know it, boom, it makes a dent in that self-centered dream. It's not as real. It's not as heavy on us. Now, I'm not saying one, two, three, this web of dreams that we live in. These, you could call it the web of karma. You could call it a spell we're under. You could call it the world of confusion. Many names for this state of mind. You could call it samsara, which is a very popular, famous way to call it, which means the endless circles of birth and death, suffering, gain, loss, all of that, all of that, that we're so much embedded in. Unconsciously, it's almost as if we're born into it. But we're not only born into that, at the same time we're born into Buddha nature or ultimate love or ultimate truth, ultimate well-being. What a lovely, wonderful thing to be born into. Ultimate delight. Of course, to contact that and to have it permeate our everyday life, we have to be in touch with that aspect of ourselves. Now, you know, when we do a lot of Zen practice and sit, 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 very often we get a taste of that Buddha nature, Samadhi. We get a taste, or maybe more than a taste, maybe we get a whole meal sometimes, of that wonderful feeling of oneness, of connection, of non-separation of wholeness, that we're fine and I'm fine, you are. We're both beautiful manifestations of that. Nothing to find fault with. In fact, sometimes we just feel a sense of rejoicing after a beautiful practice period. We're, we don't know why we're rejoicing. Why, why you may, oh, I'm so happy. Why? I don't know why. Maybe I'm so happy because I had such a delicious cup of tea. We always try to find a reason why we're so happy. And 99% of our pursuits, of course, is to make us, we think, happy. That that will be the cause of our happiness and our delight and our fulfillment. So we spend our life not in a state of happiness, delight, and fulfillment, but we, st we spend it rushing after and searching for the things that will give us, we think, we think, that happiness, delight, wonderful relationship, 
somebody says to me, I love you, a lot of gain, maybe a new home, maybe financial gain, whatever the things are, the secondary. We, we're, we live in a world of secondaries, really. We need this, we need that, we need a million things to make us happy, <clears throat> to make us content, to make us safe, all of that. That's what we think anyway. And that's the world illusion that is presented to us all the time. The self-centered dream. Buy this, buy that, work out, lose weight, be beautiful. On and on and on. And then we buy into it, as Joko said, caught in this self-centered dream. Nothing but suffering because we might get little perks here and there. But these conditions change every minute. Relationships shift day by day. So how can they give us this wonderful happiness all the time, this wonderful sense of completion? Well, they can. It's not that they can, but we can turn around our entire worldview and receive and and look at and receive relationships very, very differently. And that's what this next section of the podcast is going to be about. I guess you could even call it, you could even call it find love by doing nothing. (laughs) Find love by doing nothing. Because we feel in order to get love or be worthy of love, we have to do, 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 give, 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 produce, produce, be worthy of love. Be worthy. Earn it, earn it, earn it. Our whole life we're busy earning, earning, earning. But what happens to what we receive? Usually the returns don't come anywhere near the work we've put in for them. And not only that, they don't last. They shift, they change. In Rinzai Zen, as you know, we work on koans a great deal. And one of the great deep koans is about doing nothing. Now, this is not passive. It doesn't mean just sit there like a wet noodle. Do nothing. It's an active, active condition. Don't do something. Do nothing. And of course, what does that mean? It's a fantastic koan. Rinzai said, just to stop seeking is of more value than a three-year pilgrimage. Whoa, that's fascinating. Now, of course, when we go on a pilgrimage, we are seeking, we're looking. It's hard work. We get up early, we walk on a road, we go to this place, we go to that place. We're, we're, we're trying to find a holy place where we will receive the wisdom or the love or the truth that we want so badly. That's so interesting. But Rinzai says, just doing nothing is more valuable than that. Not going, running, turning here, there, not seeking, just now, when you, when you say just doing nothing, you might think that is in practice, sitting on the cushion. But it's a very awake, alert state. It's not, it's not a passive state. 
It's not a state of resignation. It's a state of entering the gateless gate. It's so beautiful. It's a state of getting in touch with what we call here our Buddha nature, the part of us that is just filled, filled with love and well-being no matter what comes along the path, no matter what. It laughs, it smiles. You know those wonderful images of the laughing Buddha? He's happy, he's laughing. He's not caught in the self-centered dream. So the next series I'm going to devote to the practice of relationships, Zen and the practice of relationships. And how do we actually find love by doing nothing? It's, that's a koan, and it's, it's an entrance way. It's a way to stop the frantic, frantic, rushing around, hoping, searching, praying. Now, not that, that there's anything wrong with praying, of course not, but begging, love me, love me, love me. See me. I'm not seen. See me. Do you see you? Do you see another person? Let's take it back home first. Let's learn how to see and to be and what relationships really are and the wonderful, amazing gifts that they hold for us all. In this practice, each person who comes is our teacher, teaching us what it means to really love. I'm very excited to start this new series of podcasts. And I also would like to tell you I'm going to be offering a wonderful workshop online called Find Love by Doing Nothing, an introduction to this on um, Sunday, November 21st. Um, from 1 to 2.30 Eastern Standard Time, on Zoom, of course. And if you would like more information, please email me at topspeaker, T-O-P speaker at yahoo.com. Love to have you join us if it works for you. And I'll, I'll send you more information at that time when you reach me. Okay? So thank you, thank you so much for listening today. It's delightful to be in touch. And I look forward to our journey into the heart and soul of love. Take very good care. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. And of course, as you know, the uh, URL for the podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. Thank you.